Welcome everyone to the Ready for the Draft podcast. I am your host, Greg Schutz. This is episode two of the 2024 podcast series where we take a look at the draft eligible prospects and get you ready for the NFL draft. And look, the preseason leading up to the start of the college football season is in full swing. Week zero of college football is one week away. So ramping up and getting ready for the season, we've got to start doing that now. So we're going to have some podcasts going fast and furious, breaking down some of the Power 5 conferences. We'll also take a look at the Group of Five. We can't leave them out. Really want to take a look at the SEC with episode number two. I mean, SEC, look, that's that's where the champions are made, right? I mean, that's really what we've seen with Georgia and Alabama are those two teams vulnerable? Are they going to be potentially knocked off the throne? You know, you're looking at LSU, Ole Miss in the West. You got Tennessee, South Carolina possibly in the East. I think Georgia probably has the easier ride to the SEC championship more so than, than Bama. I think there are some tougher teams there at the top of the group. Not really sure exactly what we're going to get out of Texas A&M either. Really going to be an interesting year in the SEC. So let's go ahead and jump into things. Do our conference outlook really talk about the draft eligible prospects in the sec and obviously you know one of the questions that you have to have is who's going to be the top quarterback in this year's draft class in the sec you got Jaden daniels there out of lsu i think kj jefferson of arkansas spencer rattler of, of south carolina those are, are the three incumbents right they're already in the league Jaden daniels is a guy to me i thought you know up and down Really struggled to develop chemistry with Kayshawn Bouti, but I love the chemistry with both the receiver, Malik Neighbors, and the tight end, Mason Taylor. But it was one of those things to where the, the accuracy seemed to, to be missing at times. You see the mobility there. You see his ability to make plays. K.J. Jefferson is a big physical guy. I still see him more as an athlete that happens to be playing quarterback. He's big. He's physical. You, you see the quarterback runs. He does throw a really nice deep ball, but I still think consistency is a huge issue for him. And then Spencer Rattler. If you want to talk about a guy that isn't very consistent, Spencer Rattler is going to be your guy. First half of the season, he really struggled, especially with decision-making, a lot of the interceptions. But then you saw him down the stretch and what South Carolina was able to do against top 10 opponents back-to-back weeks in November beating Tennessee, and not only did they beat Tennessee, they put a whooping on them, 63-38. Then they come back and beat Clemson, 31-30. So which quarterback are you going to see there? If Spencer Rattler can elevate his game, then I I think that's one of the things SEC East, South Carolina is going to be knocking out the door towards the top. So those are really kind of the quarterbacks to keep an eye out for. But Kentucky, Devin Leary coming in from NC State. We know that he went down to an injury a season ago. He leaves the Wolfpack, comes to the SEC, taking over for the departed Will Levis, the Titans' second-round pick. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he really immerses himself within the the SEC. You also have Florida and Graham Mertz. I thought Mertz struggled there moving that, that offense there at Wisconsin. I think really allowing him to throw the football around the yard a little bit more. Really want to see what he can do there with the Gators. And then uh, Jackson Dart there at Ole Miss. Can he stay healthy? What are we really going to see with him there? I think there are going to be some question marks there with, with Lane Kiffin's offense. But look, you know we know it's going to be explosive. We know they've got a tremendous running back. So Jackson Dart, another, you know, look, second year in Lane Kiffin's offense, only a junior. So he, he likely could come back to the SEC for one more season unless he has a huge year and is one of those guys that kind of sneaks into things. And then obviously Tennessee and Joe Milton, 
Joe Milton could very well be this year's Anthony Richardson. Big physical dude, has a cannon for an arm, struggles with some of his accuracy. So, I mean, it's it's almost like a, a carbon copy, if you will. But when we talk about the teams and we look at really what to expect and who to keep an eye out for as we go team by team, we have to start with the defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, obviously at the quarterback position. You've got Stetson Bennett moving on to the league. He's playing with the, the L.A. Rams. So now you're looking at Carson Beck coming in, and I see some people already putting Carson Beck in their rankings. I'm not going to even put him into my quarterback rankings because, look, this is a guy who threw 35 passes a season ago. Yeah, he threw for four touchdowns, um, you know, 300 yards. But, but look, you know, we haven't seen enough of Carson Beck at the FBS level going up against Power 5 schools week after week. I'm not going to do that. I just don't believe in putting a, a quarterback in your rankings when you really haven't seen what he could do at this level. So that's going to be the big question mark. What are we going to see out of Carson Beck? I think the receiving core, obviously A.D. Mitchell is gone. He's at, at Texas now. But you get Lab McConkey and obviously the generational talent that is Brock Bowers, a tight end. Bowers is kind of changing the game. Six, uh, 63 catches, 942 yards, seven touchdowns. McConkie adds another 762 yards and seven touchdowns as well. But with Brock Bowers, what you got, 6'4", 230 pounds. The junior, is he going to be a, a top 10 pick? That's going to be the big question mark. I've been talking about it. You know, I mentioned it last podcast as well. You haven't seen a guy that size come off the board in the top 10. But we also said the same thing about Bryce Young a season ago. And you see what Bryce Young was able to do. Not only did he go off the board in the top 10, he went number one overall. Not going to say Bowers is going to go uh, number one overall, but he could very well end up being a top 10 pick because he changes the game at that tight end position. Lab McConkie, excellent route runner, very smooth guy, deceptive speed. You know, I think that's really one of the big things, but the, the route running is absolutely there. And then you're bringing in Dom, uh, Dominic Lovick from Missouri, 5'10", 170 pounds. Nice slot receiver there as a junior. I think he'll likely come back for another year there with the Bulldogs. But, uh, you know, same with, with McConkie. You know, he could come back and decide he wants to come back for one more year. Uh, but the receiving core, I, I think really you're going to see Bowers, McConkie, and Lovett really be the guys in, in that group. Uh, at the running back position, Kendall Milton. 6'1", 220, the senior. You got Dijon Edwards. Um, you know, Milton, look, seven yards per carry, eight touchdowns under his belt. And then uh, Don, uh, with Edwards, another 769 yards. So these guys know how to churn out yards. And look, we know what Georgia has. They always have a running back by committee. Not going to be anything different with these two seniors. Uh, so I, I think the running game is going to be in good hands as well. It's going to be that offensive line. What's going to? What are we going to see there? Obviously, with, with Broderick Jones leaving uh, for, for the league, you've got Ernest Green, the third, the freshman, 6'4", 330 pounds. Is he going to be their left tackle? Are we going to see a Marius Mims move in there? Now, look, Mims, this is going to be his chance to really break out. He's 6'7", 330 pounds, the junior um, Probably going to play right tackle, and uh, you know, really want to see what this guy can do at, at that right tackle spot. You know, this is going to be his chance to really have that breakout year, and, and you know, could potentially find his way in, into that first round conversation. I, I think up front as well, you got Cedric Van Praan, the 6'4", 310 pound junior center. He's the top pivot in the draft. Uh, so. Um, technically sound, does a really good job anchoring hand placement. He's a guy to really watch out for. Xavier Trust, another big dude at 6'7", 320. Tackle, guard, he'll probably end up playing left guard. Um, and then Tate Ratledge, a big physical guy. He's a junior uh, right guard. He's another guy to really keep an eye out for on that offensive front. Then you get to the defense. 
and the defense is going to be an interesting group. Um, you know, Jamon Dumas Johnson, there's a reason why he ended up being a Buckus Award finalist. Uh, 70 tackles, second on the team, but you know, led the, the team in, in tackles for loss with nine. The junior, 6'1", 245, has tremendous range. He'll be teaming up with Smell Mondin, the 6'3", 220-pound inside linebacker. Look, you know, a pair of juniors, these are the guys that are going to be flying around, making plays, uh, both against the run and the pass. Really interesting to see. Interesting to see what happens there. As edge rushers, you've got you know, Michael Williams. He's only a sophomore, but he's going to be the next great defensive end to come out of Georgia. Uh, Nazir Stackhouse, nose tackle, 6'3", 320 pounds. With what you're getting with Stackhouse, is a guy who's going to be big. He's going to be physical. He's going to be you know plugging gaps. He's not a you know not a guy that's going to be a pass rusher by any means, but a guy that could definitely take up a lot of space and really free things up for the linebackers playing behind him. Marvin Jones Jr. Look, only a sophomore, but a guy who could be a menace coming off the edge as well. But I think. You know, Williams and Jones can't be the only guys putting pressure on the quarterback. They're really going to have to find another guy who can really push the pocket and get after the quarterback. Is it going to be Warren Brinson's time? He's a senior now, 6'5", 305. They run that 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 committee up front. A, a lot of different guys with that rotation. Brinson's been a rotational player. He'll get a chance to start finally. Uh, but then you look at that secondary. And yes, you, know, you lose Christopher Smith, the safety, and you lose Ke uh, Keely Ringo. You lose that some of that veteran leadership. But look, you got... Uh, you know Javon Bullard, who was the the national title uh, defensive MVP. You know he can play safety, he can play corner. Uh, you love the versatility there. And then Kamari Lassiter. Look, you know with all the you know what happened with Ringo getting beat left and right. You've got Lassiter out there on the outside. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. A guy that has pretty good length, uh, and a guy that look you know people would rather throw at. Keely Ringo than, than uh, Kamari Lassiter. So, uh, you know, I, when I look at that secondary, I think Lassiter and Bullard, both draft eligible, both guys uh, that I'm really excited about. And, uh, you know, guys that I think can really make some noise and, and move their way into that, that day two consideration. With, with Bullard, he's only a junior, but I think, you know, with a, a solid year under his belt, especially with the way that he, he ended things last year, I think that Bullard is going to be a guy that's going to sneak his way potentially even into round number two. So that's the Georgia Bulldogs. From there, obviously, we got to talk about Bama. I mean, when, when it's the SEC, you have to be talking about uh, the Crimson Tide. That, that's SEC royalty, if you will. You know, the question is really going to be who's playing quarterback. Is it going to be uh, Tyler Buckner, the, the transfer from Notre Dame? Uh, you got Jalen Milrow there, the redshirt freshman, Ty Simpson. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting keeping an eye there. I think whoever's going to be quarterback, look, you got Ja'Cory Brooks, who's got really good good range. Um, you know, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Burton was the guy that came from Georgia, and everyone was expecting him to be the breakout star for Bama. Just didn't happen. What are we going to see in Burton in his second season there with the Tide? Kobe Prentice, another you know sophomore that's starting to build. Uh, but, you know, in terms of, uh, of the draft class, I think when you look at Jace McClellan, 5'11", 212 pounds, physical back, a guy that's really going to look to pound the ball between the tackles, You know, has a little bit of that burst on the outside as well. 655 yards on the ground and seven touchdowns as kind of the second fiddle there to Jameer Gibbs. Uh, so he'll be a guy that I think is really going to be uh, a focal point of that offense, really allow him to run the football quite a bit. When you look at that offensive line, 
you know, a lot of unknowns there. Um, you know, really a lot of question marks. Uh, to, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, when you look at that right tackle position, though, J.C. Latham, you know, six six, three hundred thirty five pounds, the junior. A lot of penalties a season ago. He's got to clean that up. But you, you see the athleticism. You see the easy movement to go along with the power. He has a chance to end up being a top ten pick. I, I really believe that. Now, when I look at the, the the defense as well, I still see some question marks. You know, the, obviously you don't have Will Anderson Jr., um, so Dallas Turner is going to have to be the guy that's going to elevate his game. That's really going to be the big question mark. What are we going to see there? Turner had just four sacks a season ago, but this is a guy, look, as a true freshman, I think it was eight and a half sacks. He can really get after the quarterback. 6'4", 242, the junior. Another big year from him getting after the quarterback, and I think Dallas Turner, we can probably solidify his status as a top 10 pick, edge rusher coming off the edge. Uh, he'll be teaming up with Chris Braswell. Look, 6'3", 255 pounds. Braswell was another guy, has, has shown that he can get after the quarterback. Um, you know, He was more of a, a situational guy, though. We didn't see Braswell on the field all that often. It was really more, like I said, you know, the, the pass rush, 6'3", 220 pounds. Really, when you have Will Anderson and you have uh, you know, Dallas Turner, he's not going to see the field a whole lot. So he only had two two and a half sacks, but a guy that I think you know, has that ability to come off the edge. But you know, I, it, they don't have the, the the superstar in Will Anderson, so that's going to be the big question mark. What are we going to see there coming after the quarterback? Inside backers, kind of the same deal. They get Tresman Marshall to transfer from Georgia, 6'1", 236 pounds. But look, he and Deontay Lawson not proven. That's going to be a question mark for me. The guys up front, Tim Smith, you know, 6'4", 302. Justin uh, at Boigby, you know, at 6'5", 292 pounds. Those two defensive ends, you know, I, I just I don't see them on the same level as Byron Young. But really, the guy is going to be the nose guard, Jaheim Otis. I mean, this kid is, is 6'5", 328 pounds. He's big. He's physical. He's going to be the na the next nasty dude in the middle of that defense for uh, the Crimson Tide. But look, you know, I think there are a lot of question marks. Um, you know, and that's really something that I'm waiting for for Bama. There's going to be some young guys. There's going to be some guys that you know, look, they they haven't been huge starters. So that's going to be the the question. But you know, I, I think Otis is going to have a huge year. Tim Smith, look, a lot of potential, but we just haven't seen enough from him really getting after the quarterback. And look, with you know, at Boigby, you know, he's battling in a you know a, a neck injury from a season ago. So you know, there are some question marks up front. Um, you know, in the secondary, obviously, you got Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, 6'1", 195 pounds. I think he had, what, uh, 18 pass breakups to lead uh, the FBS. This is a guy, to me, you know, he, he's primed for another big year. I think he's going to showcase his, his return ability as well. McKinstry, to me, is going to be a top 10, top 10 pick. We could write that down right now. Uh, you know, Terion Arnold, the, the sophomore, Look, six foot, 196 pounds. We'll be talking about him in next year's draft. This guy has, you know, really tremendous ball skills. Malachi Moore. This guy was was kind of the, the forgotten man playing in the secondary with, with Brian Branch, but now you've got Moore, six foot, 198 pounds, strong safety. He'll be the next safety that we're going to be talking about. Obviously, you know, with Jordan Battle and then Brian Branch. Now it's going to be Malachi Moore, but I think he needs to continue to elevate his game. You know, I think he's going to step right in and be able to play well, but he's a guy that I still, you know, have have some reservations about. You know, can he uh, elevate his game to that level, to that status? You know, the next team that we really have to talk about after that is going to be LSU uh, and the Tigers. I think they're going to be the, the biggest threat, if you will, there in the SEC uh, when you're talking about Alabama. 
you know, we talked about Jaden Daniels. This is a guy. Look, he's he's athletic. You know, he came over from Arizona State. Uh, you see him, his ability to uh, distribute the ball a little bit. Um, you know, he started to come on a- at the end of the year. Um, you know, I-, I saw that you know he completed 10 of 11 passes for 168 yards and two touchdowns in the spring game. So there's really a lot to like here. I, I think there's just some holes in his game. I, I think another year there with with, with Brian Kelly. It's really going to be a lot of fun to watch. Then you look at a guy like Malik Neighbors. This receiver, 72 receptions on over 1,000 yards. He's smooth, fluid, excellent route runner. Speed to take the top off of a defense as well. Uh, 6'1", 199 pounds. Could he be a first-round pick? I think it's possible. Likely going to come off the board early day two right now. Um, Kyron Lacey has a chance to have a big year. He's 6'2", 212 pounds. He'll be a guy to keep an eye on as well at that receiver position. Look, you know, Mason Taylor, you know, the son of Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. Um, keep out, keep an eye out for him in next year's draft, 6'5", 245. I'm expecting a huge year from him as well. Uh, the only guy that I really see coming out um, – this year up front for them because obviously Will Campbell only a sophomore 6'6", 325. He's a guy that I think could end up really being that anchor on that that offensive line. Um, but then you know I think the only guy like I said that that would be coming out is going to be the center Charles Turner 6'4", 295 returning starter. Uh, but a lot of young guys up front so there's a lot to like for LSU going forward as well. Uh, defensively, though, you know, you, obviously you've got Mason Smith. That's going to be the big X factor, big number zero there in the middle of that defense. 6'6", 310 pounds, had four sacks as a true freshman. Then he tears his ACL in the first game against Florida State. But this is a guy who could be a game wrecker. He could be you know, the, the type of talent that, that Jalen Carter was for, for Georgia. Can he be that game wrecker? If so, I think he's a guy that could definitely slide into that top 10 overall. Uh, you know, Makai Wingo is another guy battling a shoulder injury, kind of an undersized defensive tackle, 6'1", 295. But he's a guy, look, he's a junior, could potentially be a day two pick if he decides to come out if he has a big year. We know that Harold Perkins Jr. at that linebacker spot. This dude can get after the quarterback and, and has energy for days, seven and a half sacks uh, a guy that looks he also very active 72 tackles uh, but he's not draft eligible uh, 6'1", 220 pounds, very explosive, bends very well. Uh, a guy that, look, you know, the second half of the season just really turned turned things loose and was a freshman All-American. Then you look at Omar Spates. This is a guy coming from Oregon State as a transfer, 6'1", 235 pounds. Uh, Spates, look, first team All-Pac-12 a season ago. Um, a guy that just, look, he racks up tackles, 83 a season ago, eight tackles for loss. Very instinctive inside linebacker. Keep an eye out for him. I have him penciled in as the guy that's going to come off the board day two as well. Then you got Greg Penn, the 30, 6'2", 235. Uh, the, the leading tackler, returning tackler, was 78 from a season ago. He's a guy that I think uh, he's got some instincts to him. He's a guy that I think can get after the quarterback a little bit as well. Uh so he, he's one of those guys that I think with a big year could potentially come out. Um, but I, I, I truly think that he'll probably come back for one more year as well. Then you look at the secondary. Uh, you know, Deuce Chestnut coming in from Syracuse. 5'11", 200, 200 pounds, the junior. This is a guy who has really good ball skills. You saw that there with the orange from a season ago. Then you have Denver Harris, the transfer from Texas A&M. You know, look, you know, I think a lot of teams wanted to get him. LSU ends up landing him. He's only a sophomore, uh, but another guy with tremendous ball skills. Greg Brooks, 
the free safety, a guy that, you know, he can play nickel, he can play the free safety position, and he's 5'10", 187 pounds. To me, I look at him, he's a guy that, because of the ball skills, because of his ability to get after and make some plays, he'll be a guy to watch for over the top. And then Major Burns, one of the names in the uh, – in college football, 6'2", 190 pounds. This is a guy that's going to be physical. He's going to want to come up and hit you. Um, you know, I'm looking for him to, to elevate his game as well. Um, you know, a couple positions that we didn't really mention. Defensive end, Ovi Agufo. He's, look, he's 6'3", 249 pounds, has nine sacks in his career. Started his career at Notre Dame, went to Texas. Now he's at LSU, his third team. Want to see some consistency there from him. And then Savion Jones. 6'6", 268 pounds. Uh, he's a junior, had uh, six tackles for loss, four and a half sacks a season ago. He'll be a guy to also watch for up front. Can he have a breakout year? You know, If so, then he's another guy that we could potentially be talking about as a, a potential draft pick there for LSU. So obviously, offensively, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy. He was also their leading rusher from a season ago. And the reason why I didn't mention Josh Williams, a running back, look, he's 5'9", 205, bowling ball type of kid. But you just didn't get the production on the ground. 536 yards uh, you know, and, and six touchdowns, but just really didn't make the impact that I think people were expecting to see from him, uh, especially in an LSU offense. You're expecting to see more of the running back play. Just didn't really get that out of Josh Williams. So that's really going to be a, a huge question mark there with LSU. If you turn them, you force them to uh, you know, you, you rush three, drop eight, and you force – uh, you know, Jaden Daniels, to obviously, to run around and make some plays, but you can't always have your quarterback just running for his life all the time. At some point, you're going to need to have a ground game, and Josh Williams is going to have to step up. I think that's going to be a huge question mark uh, for their game and really wanting to see how they're going to elevate things from here. So then, you know, I think the next team really to talk about is going to be Tennessee. Tennessee, are they a top 10 team? You know, they're kind of a fringe top 10 team, if you ask me. But you look at Joe Milton, 6'5", 242 pounds. Look, you know, 971 yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, filling in for Hendon Hooker after he tore up his knee. Um, he's got the weapons. Yes, uh, you know, Jalen Hyatt is gone, but he's got Brew McCoy, the 6'3", 221-pound senior, big, physical, uh, the former Trojan, uh, a guy that I, I think could be uh, – a fixture there for that offense. Josh Heupel, keep an eye out for him. Um, you know, Squirrel White, look, he's only a sophomore, so he'll be back for another year, 5'10", uh, 165 pounds. He's just, he's so elusive, so explosive. Keep an eye out for him. And then Ramel Keaton, he's 6'3", 195 pounds. He's got some big weapons. That's one of the things that, that really stands out there. Those corners uh, in the SEC, they're going to have to watch out for some really big dudes. Uh, Jeremiah Crawford, uh, the left tackle, 6'5", 315 pounds. Uh, he's going to be asked to, you know, really a tall task there at that left tackle spot. But he's a guy for me, um, I, I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can elevate his game a little bit and uh, potentially uh, work his way into that mid-day three conversation. I, I think really the best offensive lineman, though, that they have is Javante Spragans, 6'3", 325, uh, all SEC selection. He's a guy for me that, uh, you know, he's physical, uh, very reliable, uh, a guy that's going to uh, drive his man down the field off the ball as a run defender, but can also handle his duties as a as a pass blocker. Uh, Jabari Small, the running back, 5'11", 213. Uh, 
second leading rusher from a season ago, 734 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, a guy that's going to be physical, you know, not a guy that's necessarily going to really run away from you, but he'll be an intriguing uh, running back in this offense, kind of that change of pace type of a guy. You also have uh, the leading uh, running back from a season ago, Jalen Wright, Jr., 875 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Um, so you, you've got you know a, a pair there of running backs that I think could end up uh, doing some damage in, in that ground game defensively for for Tennessee. Um, you know they, they obviously they lost Byron Young, their defensive end. Um, Tyler Barron's a guy, you know, 6'5", 260 pounds. I think he has a chance to to have a breakout year. Um, Omari Thomas, the defensive tackle, he's another guy that I'm keeping an eye out for. Um, he, he's somebody that uh, I, I thought looked good at times, could be dominant up front. I think he'll be a, a strong uh, strong potential to be an SEC, uh, all-SEC performer. Uh, to John Terry, look, three and a half tackles for loss up front, 6'4", 325 pounds. You know, you got some big physical dudes there on the interior uh, you know Roman Harrison is an undersized defensive end um, but you know pairing up with, with uh, Tyler Barron he'll be that's something to keep an eye out for uh, Keenan Peely uh, the linebacker from BYU 6'3", 238 he transfers in he's going to end up uh, handling one of those linebacker spots but Aaron Beasley is going to be the guy Number 24, 6'1", 225 pounds, uh, had three sacks a season ago, but he had 13 tackles for loss, 76 tackles overall. A guy that looks to make plays behind the line of scrimmage, flies around and makes plays. He'll be really the guy that uh, you know that, that defense is going to go as, as he goes. He's going to be the, the, the emotional leader and really the heartbeat of that defense. Uh, their star back, Tamari McDonald, 6'2", 206, another guy that has pretty good ball skills, decent range um, you know, on the back end. Danico Slaughter, their safety, six foot, 190 pounds, is another guy that uh, is really going to be intriguing for me. Can Tennessee really take that next step as the power there in the SEC? I think you're, you're going to be seeing the arm of Joe Milton offensively. I think defensively, Aaron Beasley is going to have to lead that, that defense. They're going to have to get some pass rush, consistent pass rush there from Harrison Barrett and company uh, you know that's going to be the big question mark because if you know if you're going to allow a lot of these different quarterbacks even if you know if Carson Beck and Jalen Milrow look you know if they get any time to throw the football in you know they're well coached offenses even those guys are going to pick you apart just because of you know, it's Georgia's offense it's going to be Bama's offense even a, a Todd Munkin less Georgia offense is still going to be pretty darn efficient. Then you factor in, uh, you know, a lot of these other quarterbacks uh, in the SEC play that, that we've mentioned because they are going to be seen on September 30th. They're going to see Spencer Rattler. They are going to see uh, Alabama there on the 21st of October. They're going to see Devin Leary uh, in Kentucky on October 28th. They are going to see Georgia on November 18th. So, they have to make sure that they've got everything dialed in. And, uh, you know, I think there's still some question marks there as to whether or not we're going to see uh, any consistency, um, you know, them running the football and then really putting pressure on the quarterback. 
So I think the next team that we really have to talk about is Ole Miss. This is going to be a fun team to watch. I think, you know, really any Lane Kiffin led offense uh, is going to be fun. Um, you know, you look at Jackson Dart. I mentioned him, 6'2", 220 pounds, came in from USC a season ago, uh, needs to cut down on the mistakes, had 20 touchdowns, but 11 interceptions. A guy that's battled some injuries during his time as well. We know that the powerhouse Quinshawn Junkins is going to be the dude. You know, over 1,500 yards on the ground, 16 touchdowns physical between the tackles, the guy that has that home run speed as well. Um, really the big question mark is going to be, what are we going to have in terms of the weapons? You know, a bunch of seniors there, Jordan Watkins, Trey Harris, Dayton Wade, um, guys that you know we, we didn't really see making a huge impact because look, it was all Malik Keith, it was all Jonathan Mingo, they're gone. So with those guys off the you know off the team now and in the league, you're going to have to have some other guys step up. You know, Caden Price scored, they're, they're tight end, 6'5", 255 pounds. He may be called upon to have a big, uh, big season. I think when you look at the offensive line, uh, there are also some some potential question marks there up front. Uh, the, I think the center, Caleb Warren, 6'5", 310 pounds. Jeremy James, the right guard, 6'5", 305. Those are going to be the two guys to keep an eye out for. I think they have all SEC potential. I think that there's a chance that Caleb Warren could end up moving his way into you know that, that conversation as a top 10 center in the draft um, and, and really boost his, his draft stock as well. Um, I, I think from there... We have to go to the defense. Cedric Johnson, 6'3", 265 pounds at defensive end. This is a dude that I, I think has potential to have a breakout year. Four sacks from a season ago, but this is a guy, look, you know, he's he's the guy that, that really is going to push things up front. Um, J.J. Pegues, uh, 6'2", 315 pounds. He's going to be the other guy there at defensive tackle. Came over from Auburn. They got Monty Montgomery, the linebacker. I think this is a guy that's going to be moving in and is going to have a, a solid season for them. That was really a great pickup in the, the transfer portal. Uh, Ashante Sistrunk is going to be, they need to have him step up in a big way there at that linebacker position, 6'1", 230 pounds. Um, yeah, but really, it's going to be the, the corners. Uh, Deontay Prince, uh, he's six foot, 185 pounds. You got Ashim Young, the, the strong safety, 5'10", 215 pounds. In his first year since uh, you know transferring in from from Iowa State a season ago, I thought he had an up and down year. I'm expecting bigger things from him going forward. He's a guy that I'm looking at. You know, a little undersized, um, you know, in terms of the height, but really, you know, packs a punch. Very physical, a guy that's going to look to to punish you a little bit. So. I think there are some definite question marks with this team right now when you look at them. Um, you know, the weapons on offense, and then defensively, you know, you've got Cedric Johnson, you've got Deontay Prince, uh, Ashim Green, uh, J.J. Pegues, Monty Montgomery. You know, Montgomery's an undersized linebacker, but a guy that I think is still worthy of being drafted. 5'11", 220 pounds. you got Kari Coleman, uh, a pass rusher at 6'2", 220 pounds, four and a half sacks a season ago, but still a lot of holes, some question marks, guys uh, elevating their game. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do because I think there there's potential there. I just don't know if there's going to be enough to really be able to move the needle for Ole Miss this year. Um, but look, you know, Lane Kiffin-led offenses, that's really where things get interesting. Um, you know, they've got Arkansas, they've got Texas A&M to, to battle there in the West behind Alabama and LSU. I just, I don't know exactly where, uh, where they're going to fall. Which leads us to South Carolina. 
And South Carolina, for me, is a team that's really going to be a lot of fun to watch because of, obviously, Spencer Rattler. What type of player are we going to get here? When he was terrific those last three games, he was absolutely phenomenal. We just don't know if we're going to see that year, you know, play in and play out, game in and game out. And, uh, you know, look, they play South, uh, North Carolina right off the bat. You're going to have Rattler competing against Drake May. What are we going to see with, with that game, right? And then you, get, then you get Georgia in two weeks. Spencer Rattler, if you want to have a big name, if you want to be moving up the, the board in this, this loaded quarterback class, that's going to be a game that you need to, to step up. You're going to have to outplay Drake May in, the, in game one. You're going to have to, uh, you know, hey, if, if, you, if you can beat Georgia early on, that's really a nice feather in your cap. Tennessee a couple of weeks later, you're going to have to outplay Joe Milton there as well. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of competition. Obviously, at the end of the year, you're going to have Devin Leary in, in Kentucky and then Clemson. Can you beat Clemson two years in a row? You know, that that's going to be a huge thing. But look, you know, the 18 interceptions, 12, I'm sorry, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Got to cut down on the mistakes. That's really the biggest thing. His number one target is going to be uh, Juice Wells, 6'1", 210 pounds. Looks a lot like Debo Samuel. The guy's going to be a vertical threat, but, you know, a weapon with the ball in his hands. 928 yards and six touchdowns. Really, those last three games, he was was spectacular. Uh, then they have uh, you know Xavier Leggett, you know six three, two hundred twenty pounds. He's the bigger physical receiver there. Um, Trey Knox, you know I, I want to say you know did they get him from Arkansas? Uh, Trey Knox, six five, two hundred fifty pounds. He's going to be a nice uh, weapon there in the passing game. Um, defensively, you, you have Jordan Strahan uh, or Strahan, excuse me, six five, two hundred forty five pounds. This is a guy that. You know, I'm waiting to really see what he can do because, look, he missed most of the year due to injury. Really want to see what he can do coming back. But you do have Tonka Hemingway there at the other defensive end spot, 6'3", 290 pounds. This is a, a, he's athletic, led the team in, in, in sacks with four, eight tackles for loss, but a guy that just he knows how to get after the quarterback. He's a guy that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, you know, very athletic, a guy that uses his hands really well, very quick off the football. Guys that size should be moving that well. Uh, I think there's some positional versatility. He can play you know, a five technique, he can move in and be a three technique and a 43 defense. So he's a guy that I think a lot of teams are going to be looking out for. Mohamed Kaba, the, the linebacker, he's a junior now, 6'2", 235. He battled an injury for the entire season. So that's you know going to be a huge question mark as well. Um, I think the safeties, DQ Smith and, and Nick uh, Imamori. Imamori, look, you know, he's a physical freak. He's 6'4", 220 pounds. He's a huge dude. Both these guys were freshman All-American um, and guys that I think we're going to see come off the board early in next year's draft. But when you look at uh, at the cornerback spot, the guy that really is going to uh, be the, the leader back on that, that secondary is going to be Marcelo Style. Six foot, 190 pounds, three interceptions from a season ago, excellent ball skills. I believe he had double-digit pass breakups as well. So he's going to be a guy that uh, I think you know there's going to be a lot of focus on you know, the, the question really is going to be the running back position. I, I think, you know, Marshawn Lloyd left. He's, he's now at, uh, at USC. So you've got Juju McDowell, the 5'9", 180-pound junior. Only 219 yards on the ground a season ago. Not much of a factor. You do have to carry in Joyner, uh, who, who's back for another year. Very versatile athlete. A guy that can, you know, look, he can play receiver. He can play running back. So you have that uh, weapon as well. Uh, Amarian Brown will probably see some time, uh, you know, 
handling the football uh, as a running back, really in a lot of those jet sweeps and things like that. Uh, the 5967 pound wide receiver, a guy that's going to be a, a slot weapon. Uh, so really want to see what you're going, you know, what South Carolina can bring. I think there's a lot of potential. There are some question marks of guys that are coming back from injury. But, you know, if you can get a Spencer Rattler like, you know, that played like he did down the stretch, then that's really going to make South Carolina really tough. There's just a lot of question marks there. And are we going to see that guy really starting to elevate his game? Then you have Arkansas. And look, you know, I thought a season ago, Sam Pittman really did a great job with this team. Um, you know, I don't think people were expecting to see Arkansas, the, the powerhouse that they were, uh, especially running the football but you know, Arkansas is a team that, that we just can't discount. You know, they were, they were seven and six. I know they were three and five in SEC play, but you know, there were some tough games, some hard fought losses. Um, you know, they only lost to, to A&M by two. Um, you know, the Missouri game that they should have won. LSU they lost by three. Liberty they lost by two. So there are a lot of games that they were really they were right in. And uh, obviously, I think this offense starts with. Uh, Rocket Sanders. You have to talk about Rocket Sanders first and foremost. Uh, a guy that is just a, a dynamic running back. Uh, look, he started out as, as a receiver and moves to the running back position. And, uh, you know, I, I think for him, over 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, also was one of the leading receivers. Uh, you know, he's actually the leading receiver coming back with 28 catches, 271 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, obviously when, when you've got K.J. Jefferson, uh, you know, the new uh, offensive coordinator, especially with Kendall Bryles moving to TCU, you've got Dan Enos who comes in, uh, pro-style guy. Um, you know, now he, he kind of runs a run pass option kind of more of an RPO which I think is going to help with with KJ Jefferson I still think because he has some of that pro style offense that's going to really help KJ Jefferson I think Jefferson needs to uh, clean up some things uh, look 24 touchdowns uh, to just five interceptions you know he, he's a guy for me that I, I think needs to continue to hone things as a as a passer see the see the entire field make the right decision get rid of the football um you know he's a guy look you know they've already said that they're going to be under center shotgun pistol you're going to see some of that offense um that that we can really translate to the next level so i think that's going to give us a better idea of really how kj jefferson is going to transition he's not going to have the receivers won't have uh the, the likes of uh Jaden hazelwood or matt landers at the receiver spot so we're going to have some new guys stepping in um and that's really going to be the big thing is, is can he develop that relationship with a lot of new receivers? We see that, you know, it takes a while for a lot of quarterbacks to develop that chemistry. So that's going to be a huge question mark for him. But look, you know, he's got some veterans up front um, along the interior of that line. You know, obviously they, they lost some, some, you know, like Dalton Wagner, uh, you know, at, at the tackle spot. They also lost uh, Ricky Stromberg, their center, Bo Limmer kicking over from from guard to, to the pivot he's a guy that i think can really elevate his game he's going to be a lot of fun there at that center spot i think he's a guy that's going to be a, a not only a draftable prospect but because of the versatility to play both center and guard uh, we're going to see his draft stock rise brady latham uh he'll be their left guard i think he's another guy that has all sec capability there up front uh, but you know a lot of questions especially at the tackle positions um you know, but when this team is going to be running the football, they can really you know play downhill um, and run that football. Because look, you know KJ Jefferson has um, over 1,400 yards, 
on the ground in his career at 19 touchdowns. So he's a guy that knows how to make plays with the football in his hands. Defensively, look, you know, they've got a lot of, you know, they only returned four starters from a season ago, but Landon Jackson is going to be a guy to to watch out for, for sure. Uh, Zach Williams is another another guy, that, you know, pass rusher extraordinary. Landon Jackson is just so big. He's 6'7", 269, a guy that can also drop into coverage. Want to see some more consistency from him getting after the quarterback, though. Um, I think Al Walcott, a transfer from from Baylor to, to that nickel spot now there with the Hogs, 6'2", 215. He's a guy that likes to fly around and make some plays. Obviously, the corner, Dwight McLaughlin, you know, LSU transfer from a season ago, 6'2", 190 pounds, excellent ball skills. He's a guy that's going to be in that conversation as a, as a potential top 10 corner in this draft class. And then Hudson Clark is going to be your veteran uh, leadership there at the at the safety spot. You know, McLaughlin with the four interceptions. I want to say Clark had a couple himself, 6'2", 185 pounds. Um, a, a guy that's going to be really uh, you know, flying around, looking to to light guys up and make some plays on the back end of the defense as well. So really looking forward to, to seeing that happen. Um, Antonio Greer, I just saw this. Uh, you know, he transfers in. I want to say he was at UC, or I'm sorry, USF with the Bulls. He's now at that linebacker position. Um, so he's going to be somebody that I think could potentially help elevate that game, especially when you lose Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool. You're going to have to replace that. And that, you know, that's asking a lot. So that's really going to be something that I think a lot of teams are, are going to look to try to take advantage of early is, is what, you know, what can we do against that linebacking core? Texas A&M, the Aggies. This is a team that I, I think is going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to say the least. I think there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the football. Some question marks on offense. Uh, obviously, when you've got uh, Jimbo Fisher there, you know a lot of pressure on him. You've got Bobby Petrino as his offensive coordinator now. DJ Durkin is his defensive coordinator. So a lot of expectations with this group. Uh, Connor Wigman is going to be your quarterback. Max Johnson is the backup right now. Wigman, look, just 896 yards a season ago, but eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Played in only the five games, but he's a guy that shows that he can get the job done. Look, he's got Aeneas Williams. Uh, I'm sorry, Aeneas Smith to throw the football to the converted running back. He's a, a dynamic weapon. You know, can really be a, a weapon in the slot but then you have Evan Stewart over 600 yards two touchdowns from a season ago but then Moose Muhammad the third uh, this is the guy that I think really started to elevate his game 6-1 I think 195 pounds uh, you know, Evan, Evan Stewart's only a sophomore so he'll be back but Moose Muhammad is a junior Smith is a senior I think Moose Muhammad with a big year could potentially decide to come out and enter the draft uh, I think he's a he's a playmaker he's a guy that can end up you know making a lot of noise I think he'll be a lot of fun to watch uh, you know Noah Thomas another sophomore 6'6", 195 pounds you know the, the, there aren't a ton of uh, of teams that can sit there and, and boast four wideouts there you know and really just a you know the versatility there I, I think Muhammad is a guy that could be a, a vertical threat on the outside Evan Stewart another big physical receiver Noah Thomas is huge at 6'6 Aeneas Williams is going to be your slot guy so you know there's a lot of versatility there up front on the offensive line um, the center Bryce Foster went down to an injury I think it was an ACL from the season ago he's back and he, you want to talk about physicality this dude is tough as nails um, you know along the interior of that line same goes for for Laden Robinson I think this is a guy for me that is absolutely going to be a, an all-SEC guy. He's very physical at the point of attack. Uh, you know, 
think Kenyon Green, although you know he's not a, not going to be a first rounder, but uh, a guy that can definitely uh, move guys around. He's 6'4", 325 pounds. He's going to be fun to watch. And then Ruben Fathery. You know, he's, a, he's a junior. He's 6'8", 330 pounds. The big thing there is he's just going to have to watch that leverage. He's so tall and so long. Um, you know, that pad level can definitely creep up on you. So that's something that he's going to have to work on for sure. Um, looking at the defense, though, this is going to be an interesting group. You've got McKinley Jackson, 6'2", 325 pounds. He has a chance to come off the board in round number one. You know, I think there's some explosiveness there up front. He's a guy that moves really well, does a great job shedding blockers. He's a guy that, that can end up uh, being an absolute stud up front, but he also you know, missed four games due to injury, so you're waiting to see what's going to happen there. Um, you know, I, I think you know, you've got Walter Nolan, you've got Shamar Turner. Uh, Walter Nolan is only a, a sophomore there at the defensive tackle spot. Shamar Turner's a junior at D tackle. Uh, you know, Fidel Diggs. Um, he also missed time from a season ago, so you know, this is going to be a group that that we're going to have to keep an eye out for younger guys but i think jackson to me like i said is a guy that could potentially work his way into round number one if uh if things go right you know i think he's a guy that really is going to be interesting to see what happens there uh you know edrin cooper chris russell are going to be the linebackers there uh you know both about six two six three two hundred thirty pounds uh guys that can fly around make some plays but I'm looking for some consistency out of that group. At corner, you've got guys who are, are proven with, with ball skills. Uh, and Tyreek Chapel, the junior, and then Tony Grimes, the senior, coming over from North Carolina. I think Grimes, there's a lot of hype around him. Uh, I don't think he had the best year last year, so now he's transferred from uh, UNC to AM. And I think pairing up with, with Tyreek Chapel, look, he, he paired with Storm Duck with uh, the Tar Heels. Um, I think he and Chapel are going to be fun to watch. And then you've got Damani Richardson, I, I think a, a guy who could end up being a top five, top six safety um, in, in this, this draft class. A guy that I, I think um, could be a heavy hitter. You know, he's the, you know, the, the leading tackler, returning tackler, decided to come back. He's a team leader, the emotional leader, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the football. So, you know, Damani Richardson, 6'1", 215 pounds. I think he's probably a lock as a day two pick there at that safety position. Uh, but AM, to me, I think there's still too many questions. Um, you know, I think you, you're relying on a lot of young guys, and I think that the young guys get into making a lot of plays for you, but I think it's also going to get you into trouble. I think next... We have to talk about Kentucky, the Wildcats, right? Um, you know, obviously with, with Will Levis leaving, they had a hole there at the quarterback position. Uh, that's filled with Devin Leary. Devin Leary battled an injury from a season ago, uh, but this is a guy that uh, you know coming in now. He, he's a, not only a veteran, but a guy that I think you know was playing at a high level for a time there with the Wolfpack. And people were talking about him as a potential, uh, you know, draftable not only a draftable prospect, but a guy that you know can lead a uh, a pro style offense. And uh, look, you know, he's got Liam Cohen as his offensive coordinator, a guy that look, you know, he he ran in the Kentucky offense. You know, ran the the, uh, the LA Rams offense there. You know, understands how to get things done at the next level. Uh, Leary, look, you know, he torn pectoral muscle. I know what that's like. You know, trying to rebound from that. Um, so Leary, though, I, I think he'll be out 100%. He's going to have a, a pair of fr- uh, freshman All-Americans coming back for their sophomore seasons. Barry and Brown and Dane Key, uh, guys that look, you know, just under 1150 receiving yards between the two of them a season ago keeping high out there for them 
Um, you know, Chris Rodriguez is gone at the running back spot. They get Ray Davis, the senior, uh, coming over from Vanderbilt. I think that's an, also a nice pickup. Uh, 5'10", 216 pounds, a guy that can be very physical between the tackles. You know, this is a guy already a 1,000-yard back. He's going to be able to make some plays. And then, obviously, Tavion Robinson, another guy at 5'11", 194 pounds, a guy that can end up making some plays there on the outside as well. Um, so you've got a loaded receiving core. You've got... Uh, you know, a, a solid running back there, and then uh, you know Jordan Dingle. You know he was a freshman a season ago. He's coming in there at that tight end spot, so a lot of weapons. Uh, and then on the offensive line, you know you've got some veterans there as well. Kenneth Horsey and, uh, and Eli Cox at the guard spots. Uh, Jeremy Flax, the right tackle. These are all guys that I'm going to keep an eye on. Want to see what they can do. And then you've got the Nor- Northern Illinois transfer Marcus Cox. Also a senior coming in from, uh, you know, like I said, from, from the Huskies there, Northern Illinois, 6'5", 311 pounds. Uh, all guys that, uh, you know, right around 6'3", and uh, about 310 pounds there on the interior of that line. They also get Cortland Ford uh, from USC. You know, they'll probably end up playing that right tackle position, 6'6", 305. Um, so they, they've got good veteran quality there up front to protect Devin Leary. So with the weapons, the offensive line, Kentucky's a team, it's going to be a sleeper team to watch out for. The biggest question mark is going to be on that defense. I think they lost a lot with the linebacker play. DeAndre Square and Jacquez Jones, not to mention Jordan Wright, all gone. Um, So that's something that is going to definitely hurt. Um, I I think when you look at at, at Deion Walker, the defensive tackle, uh, freshman All-American from a season ago, he's really the main... uh, main attraction in terms of uh, NFL draft prospects. He's 6'6", 348 pounds, just a massive, massive individual. Uh, you know, Trevon Ribka um, at the defensive end spot, 6'4", 276 pounds. He's another guy to, to keep an eye out for, uh, a guy that I think got a lot of uh, good experience last season. He'll be a guy that's looking to try to make a breakout as well. Um, you got J.J. Weaver. You know, this guy, you know, all SEC the guy that I swear seems like he's been there with the Wildcats for quite a while. Just three sacks from a season ago, but he's a guy to keep an eye out for. He's really the emotional leader of that defense. I think they end up going as he does. And then you got De'Eric Jackson, uh, another senior linebacker, 6'1", 245 pounds. He's going to be a guy for me that uh, obviously he's got the big shoes to fill, but uh, you know I think he's got some of that veteran quality to him. Uh, just really want to see what he can do as he elevates that game. The big question mark is going to be in the secondary. You know, can they cover some guys? They're getting uh, you know JQ Hardaway from Cincinnati. He's going to pair up with Andrew Phillips. Look, you know the veteran presence just is lacking there in the secondary. They've got Jordan Love at the safety, 6'2", 195 pounds, a sophomore. But I think really where they're going to get exposed is on the back end of that defense. I think the front seven is going to be solid. I think there's going to be a lot of talent on the offensive end. But you know I think they're going to give up some plays on the back end of that defense. So they're really going to have to work on getting after the quarterback to help that, that secondary out because I think that secondary is going to get exposed left and right. Uh, how about Florida? Let's talk about Florida next. Florida, the Gators, um, obviously Billy Napier did not want to have the season that, that he had last year, 6-7 and seven in his first year. People were already talking about him potentially getting fired. Uh, that obviously didn't happen, uh, but I, I think the pressure's on. You know, I think it really is. You bring in Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, 6'3", 214 pounds, uh, just under 5,400 career passing yards. Uh, this was a guy, look, you know, he, he 
battled uh, there in, in Wisconsin. Um, I, I think you know he struggled um, struggled in the Big Ten you know, with consistency. Also struggled in the spring game as well. So I think that's going to be the big question mark is can he elevate his game? Because, look, he's got Jack Miller the third behind him. You've got Montreal uh, Johnson, the running back. I think he'll be a highlight there on defense. 841 yards on the ground and 10 touchdowns. I think the, the highlight in the receiving core is going to be Ricky Pearsall. 33 catches, 661 yards, five touchdowns. Um, but, the, you know, I, I think there's going to be some question marks, uh, obviously, up front. Kingsley Egwakan has some talent there at that center spot. But, man, he also gave up a lot of, uh, you know, gave up some sacks, a lot of penalties as well. I think there's going to be some question marks there. Um, I, I think Austin Barber, the tackle, uh, as a redshirt freshman a season ago, played really well. They're getting Micah uh, uh, Masqua from, from Baylor which you needed to have happen considering both Ethan White and Michael Tarquin are gone. Um, but the offensive line, you know, can they gel? Can they come together? That's going to be a big question mark. I just, I look at it, there are a lot of question marks. They only returned three starters from a season ago. Um, I think the offense could, there could be some real tough sledding there for the for the Gators. Uh, defensively, I think, you know, Princely uh, Uma Milan is going to be the, the star Four and a half sacks from a season ago, 6'5", 245 pounds, a guy that already plays well against the run. If he can be consistent against the pass, I think he's a guy that's going to move up draft boards quickly. I think uh, the cornerback, Jason Marshall, uh, 6'1", 197 pounds, he's going to be the highlight there in the secondary. He's a guy that I think everyone needs to keep an eye out for. Um, big play potential. Uh, but then, obviously, they also bring in a guy like R.J. Moten um, from uh, Michigan, six foot, 221 pounds. The junior. This is a guy I, I think is going to be physical on the back end. You know, but you know, you've got him, you've got Marshall, and then a very young group on the back end. So, if I'm Florida, you know, I, I think you're going to get a, a look at a lot of young guys. But you know, I really worry about getting that exposure. Uh, you know, getting exposed there in the SEC. Um, I think there's going to be a rude awakening there. And if I'm Billy Napier, you know, I'm worried about my job. You know, we start off, you know, in Utah against the Utes, Cam Rising and company. That's going to be tough. A couple weeks later, you're playing Tennessee. Um, and then you go to Kentucky on September 30th. Uh, and then South Carolina on October 14th, followed up by Georgia. And then Arkansas, LSU, uh, Missouri, and then Florida State to finish things out. Uh, you know, if I'm Billy Napier, you know, if I'm losing to, to Utah, Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, then you're talking about potentially a, a two and three start. Um, you know, then after potentially a win against Vandy, you know, you're three and three. You go in, you play South Carolina, Georgia. You have a potential to lose those two games, Arkansas and LSU as well. Billy Napier, if the season goes the way I'm thinking it might, he may not make it to the end of the season. They may ultimately send him packing and out of Gainesville when it's all said and done. I think this group, when you look at it, you know there, there are a lot of question marks. Um, but I think you know, with, with Uma Milan, with, with Jason Marshall, you look at, obviously, you know with, with Tennessee, with Kentucky, with South Carolina, Georgia, etc., there's going to be the potential to see a lot of really good tape for the two of them. So I think that's something that uh, I think when you're talking about the draft, looking looking forward to to this group, I think those are going to be some of the bright spots. And that's really kind of kind of be what I'm going to be leaning on when I watch Florida is to really see you know the, the play of those two guys in particular. Um, how about Auburn? 
Let's talk about Auburn. Let's talk about Hugh Freeze. Uh, his first year at uh, War Eagle. Obviously, Brian Harson. Things didn't work out there. Uh, they just announced that their quarterback is not going to be Robbie Ashford. Uh, TJ Finley left there as well. It's actually going to be Peyton Thorne who transferred in from Michigan State. Um, you know, I, I think Peyton Thorne uh, had some success there in the Big Ten. He'll be a guy to watch out for for sure uh, in that passing attack. He's going to be somebody that I think can elevate uh, things, especially in a Hugh Freeze-led offense. Um, the receiving group. You know, obviously they've got uh, you know FIU transfer Rivaldo Fairweather. Um, he's a guy that uh, you know six four two fifty one, only a junior, um, but a guy you know with a big year. We could be talking about him at, in, in that tight end group. Uh, Coy Moore, Javarius Johnson, um, you know a couple of other receivers. But look, these are guys that, that weren't starters a season ago. Um, Javarius Johnson just four hundred ninety three yards and three touchdowns as the leading receiver. Jarquez Hunter is a dude. 5'10", 210 pounds, and, uh, you know, 6.5 yards per carry. This is a guy that I think, you know, Q Freeze wants to get him the football, let him go. Um, you know, Robbie Ashford was your leading rusher a season ago with 710 yards and seven touchdowns. Hugh Freeze is going to make sure that that running back position, you know, that's going to be where where it's at and where the focus is going to be. Um, you know, obviously you bring in Brian Batty as well uh, from, from USF. Ran for over 100, uh, 100, I'm sorry, 1,100 yards a season ago with the Bulls. Also an All-American kick returner in 2021. So I think the running back position is going to be set. That's really going to be the strength. Um, you know, Peyton Thorne developing some some uh, some chemistry there with with the the, the passing group. Uh, Nick Mardner is coming in from Cincinnati, the big six six receiver. So that's going to be a guy that I think they could also utilize in the passing attack. But look, you know, the left tackle they've got Dylan Wade coming in from. Uh, to, uh, Tulsa. Um, they got a center in uh, East Carolina's Avery Jones, and then uh, Gunnar Britton from from Western uh, Kentucky. Those are going to be three guys, all transfers. That uh, I think Hugh Freeze did a great job there. Wade is a little undersized. I think a guy that's probably going to kick into net, uh, inside at the next level. Avery Jones, 0-6-4-3-0-2. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, and then same thing with Gunnar Britton. I think this is a guy 6-6-3-0-5, a big year at that right tackle spot. I thought that he was one of the more highly coveted offensive tackles um, in the transfer portal. Keep an eye out for him. You know, really getting to see that play at the FBS level. Defensively, I think Marcus Harris is going to be a stud. 6'3", 294 pounds. He's a guy that really stands out to me up front. Um, a, a guy that I think is, is going to uh, going, going to put some pressure on the quarterback. Um, had a couple of sacks from a season ago. He'll be a guy to, to watch out for, just really pushing the pressure um, up front. A lot of transfers on this group. You've got Justin Rogers from Kentucky. Um, you know, Justin Rogers, um, you know, 6'3", 340 pounds at, at defensive tackle. Um, he's a big dude. Um, you know, you've got Mosiah, uh, the silly kite. Um, he's a guy that can put some pressure on the quarterback. He's coming in from, from Maryland. Uh, Lawrence Johnson from Purdue is another dude up front that I think can, can get after the quarterback a little bit. So you're upgrading there and guys that are veterans, guys that I think, you know, we could end up talking about um, as potential potential you're showing some of that potential to uh, to make things uh, make things happen and actually move on to the next level um, you know I think Cam Riley is going to be an interesting guy uh, 6 5 237 pounds the junior was a leading tackler from a uh, season ago with 66 
he'll be someone that I think we need to, to, to watch, keep an eye out for, for sure. And then in that secondary, the secondary is really going to be the strength of this defense. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett, 6'1", 182 pounds, a dude that has excellent ball skills, uh, good size, good length. Uh, he's pairing up with DJ James, uh, another guy that I think is, is solid. Um, you know, look, they named him the, the Springs top defender, actually. And uh, you know, 6'1", 170 pounds. The star back, Keontae Scott, 6'4", 186 pounds. He's somebody to watch out for. And then you know the safeties, Jalen Simpson had a couple of interceptions from a season ago. And Zion Puckett. You know, this group, I think, is going to be uh, really, the, like I said, the big strength uh, on that back end. Uh, the big question mark is going to be, can they put pressure on the quarterback consistently? You can't rely on a Marcus Harris. He's going to be a guy that's going to collapse the pocket. You've got guys like Jason Johnson, or I'm sorry, Jason Jones and Justin Rogers, the big physical dudes up front that are going to eat up a lot of blocks. Who's going to be the guy that's going to actually be able to put some pressure on the quarterback? If they can't do that, then I think that's going to be a huge question mark. Um, but I think offensively, when you've got you know, Peyton Thorne running a Philip Montgomery-led offense, if you can build some of that chemistry with some of the, the newcomers and then really get the ball to Jarquez Hunter and Brian Batty, I think there could be something there offensively for the Auburn Tigers. Um, how about let's talk about Missouri next. Missouri Tigers. This is a team that um, kind of an up-and-down year. I think when they were good, um, you know, they, they really showed that they could hang with just about anybody. You know, they, they actually um, made things interesting there against Georgia, losing 26-22, but, you know, man, they, they had a lead for, for most of that game. Uh, some frustrating losses. You know, they lose to Auburn. I believe that, that one was an OT. I think that was a fumble out of the back of the end zone. Um, you know, Florida, you know, they lose by a touchdown. Uh, Kentucky, they lose by, by four. Um, so, this is a team that was very close. You know, they're six and seven. Eli Drinkwitz, I, I think the quarterback play has to step up. They brought, you know, they've got Brady Cook uh, for another year. And with Cook, you know, uh, over 2,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, but seven interceptions. Struggled, uh, you know, distributing the ball at times. They also bring in Jake Garcia, uh, the well-traveled Jake Garcia, guy that once committed to USC. Then he goes to Miami. Now he's here with uh, with, with Mizzou. Um, what are we going to see there? You know, there's off-season surgery for Cook, so Cook Garcia end up taking the helm. Not really sure what's going to happen there at that quarterback spot. It'll be interesting to see what happens. They've got a dynamic receiver in Luther Burden, just 375 yards and six touchdowns a season ago. The quarterback play really was a disappointment, so we didn't get to see a lot from Luther Burden. Expecting to see big things from him, especially with Dominic Lovett leaving for Georgia. You've got Theo Weiss from Oklahoma to make some plays on the outside. Dennis Jackson from, uh, from Ole Miss as well. Then you got Mookie Cooper. So I think you got a decent receiving group. Uh, you know, Theo Weiss is really the one guy in that receiving core that's going to be draft eligible to keep an eye out for. I thought that he kind of underachieved there at, at OU, so hopefully he can step up and be a, a target there. Cody Schrader, this is an interesting dude. 5'9", 214 pounds. Uh, was a physical runner for them. 744 yards, and 9 touchdowns, a transfer from Truman State. It's my dad's alma mater. Uh, and so, you know, he's a guy that I think is a uh, a guy that people can really pull for there in the state of Missouri. Uh, a guy that looked transferred from a D2 school there and really leading the, the team on the ground. Uh, keep an eye out for him. Uh, I think the offensive line, this is an area that, that's been a strength for them. Uh, you look at Javon Foster, one of the better tackles in the league, 6'5", 319 pounds, big number 76. Uh, you know, over 20-plus 
starts under his belt. He's going to be an all-SEC tackle, a guy that we're going to be talking about potentially in the top 10 in that in that tackle class. Uh, Xavier Del- Delgado, I think, is draft eligible as well. Uh, you know, 6'4", 329 pounds. I think there's a chance that we could see his name called uh, on day three of the draft. So there are some things to like uh, on that offensive side of the football for Mizzou. I think defensively, uh, who's going to put pressure on the quarterback? That's going to be the big question mark. You know, uh, when you lose guys like uh, you know Trajan Jeffcoat, and you lose a, a, a guy like Isaiah McGuire, who's going to pick up the slack for them? That's going to be big question marks. You got Johnny Walker Jr. You got Joe Moore. A couple of defensive ends, uh, you know, that uh, could potentially step in there. You know, and then really, where are you going to play Darius Robinson? Is he going to be at defensive end? Is he going to be at defensive tackle? 6'5", 296 pounds. I think he's the guy that's going to be the breakout star, the, the, the all-SEC candidate um, because of that versatility, because he can put pressure on the quarterback three and a half sacks from a season ago. Uh, Christian Williams at defensive tackle, 6'2", 314 pounds. I think he does a decent job holding the point of attack. And then you've got you know, Jaden Jernigan up front. He's going to be another guy that I think could uh, could be an X factor for them because if he can hold things down in, in the you know on the interior of that line, Darius jo- uh, Robinson can kick outside, play that that uh, you know four three defensive end, and then move inside on passing downs. Keep an eye out there. Uh, really, the big stud though is is Tyron Hopper. This guy was you know he, he transferred in from Florida, and a, a guy that really was the leader of that defense. 6'2", 221 pounds. Flies around and makes plays, but you know, as an interior linebacker, um, excellent vision. A guy that's going to play on Sundays for sure. Then Chad Bailey, you know, six foot, two hundred thirty-four pounds. He's another guy that could be an All SEC linebacker. Keep an eye out for uh, number thirty-three there on defense, and then the secondary. Look, the secondary is sneaky good. You've got Chris Abrams Drain, who's one of the better corners. Excellent ball skills. A guy that's going to make a lot of plays there on the outside. 5'11", 178 pounds. Only a junior. Uh, Ennis Rakestraw, another guy that has, I think, double-digit pass breakups as well. At 6'176 pounds. Um, their safeties. Uh, you know, Dalen Carnell. Uh, only a sophomore, but you know he's 6'2", 218. He's physical. You got Jalen Carley's at 6'3", 219 pounds. The senior, he was a leading tackler from a season ago um, with 81. Um, he and, and Carnell actually led the team with three interceptions apiece as well. And then you have Joseph Charleston, a guy that transferred in from Clemson a year ago. I think this secondary is going to be underrated, um, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Um, when you look at this team, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Blake Baker um, and that defense. You know, this is going to be the second time that uh, we're going to get to see uh, Baker's defense. And uh, look, you know, the Tigers allowed uh, 8.7 uh, fewer points under him in their first his first year. So really, what can they do uh, to kind of move the needle even further? Thank you, Athlon Sports, for that number, that figure. I think that really t- is telling there if they can get things going. Um, offensively, get that quarterback play. That's really the biggest thing because they've got the talent you know, up front. They've got the talent uh, at the skill position. I, I honestly believe um, you know, you've got some guys that will be playing on Sunday on the offensive line. Theo Weiss, if he has a big year, could potentially get drafted. Then defensively, Darius Robinson, Tyron Hopper, Chad Bailey. If, if the corners, Abrams Drain and Rakestraw decide to come out, uh, Carly's, uh, Charleston, They've got a lot of guys that could hear their names called um, 
in next year's draft. So I think Missouri is one of those those teams that could. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen with them. I think they have potential to to make a lot of noise, but it really comes down to that quarterback play. And uh, you know, is Brady Cook going to be the answer? Can Jake Garcia really take the helm? That's going to be a huge question mark. Mississippi State. You know, it's really sad. Um, you know, Zach Arnett taking over for Mike Leach. You know, obviously the the tragic loss of a legendary coach. You know, in, in December. Um, you know, it's going to be tough sledding, but you know the the emotional uh, journey there for for the team. I, I think that's really you know there. It's going to be a, a season for for the Pirate. So keep an eye out there. Um, you know, we saw in the bowl game against Illinois. You know, 19-10 final. Um, you know, they, they play with heavy hearts, but they ended up coming out with a victory. Uh, Will Rogers, 6'2", 210 pounds, uh, a guy who has a rubber arm, uh, over 3,900 yards, 35 touchdowns, eight interceptions. This guy knows how to run that offense, over 10,000 uh, career passing yards, um, already the Bulldog all-time leader in that area. You know, expect to, to, to see a lot of, of him throwing the football around, of course. Jaquavius Marks, 582 yards, nine touchdowns on the ground from a season ago, 5'10", 205 pounds. Um, you know, a, a guy that um, wasn't really asked to do a lot as, as a running back, but he's a guy that I think you know this year you know, we want to kind of see what, what he can do on the ground You know, if we're going to ultimately talk about him transitioning to the next level. Uh, you know, Jerquarius, Spivey, the tight end, 6'5", 240 pounds. Um, they're going to need a guy that's going to need to stretch the, the middle of that defense. So I, I think he's a guy that, uh, with a big year, he'll be someone to keep an eye out for. Um, you know, Ladetrick Griffin, 5'10", 185 pounds. He's another guy, uh, a weapon there on the outside that I think we can get excited about as well. I think he's going to be kind of the uh, the focal point of that passing attack on the outside. Uh, the offensive line, they, they return three starters. Um, you know, Stephen Lasoya, Cameron Jones, Cole Smith. Uh, actually, four. Uh, Nick Jones on the left side as well. I left him out. Um, so they've got some experience up front. Um, you know, these are guys that, you know, I think Cole Smith may end up being the best of the bunch possibly um you know, we'll have to just kind of see it's kind of difficult to really evaluate them in this air raid type of an offense so uh really want to see what they can do this year uh defensively in that uh that 34 defense that they have uh you know you got Jaden pickering i'm sorry Jaden crumity and nathan pickering up front those two guys uh i think have have the potential you know to make some noise this year these are two veterans up front guys that know how to get after the quarterback a little bit push the pocket uh excellent run defenders uh jet johnson is is really the leader there at that linebacker position he and nathaniel watson those are two guys i think when you talk about that linebacker spot nathaniel watson 6'2 240 jet johnson 6'2 230 uh, these are two guys that I mean, they just they fit well into the, what they want to do defensively. Uh, you know, Jet Johnson, 115 tackles from a season ago. Nathaniel Watson, more the pass rusher with six interceptions. Uh, I think you know, the Cam- uh, the Richardson. Um, you know, I think he's the senior. He'll be the guy to to watch out for there on the back end. You have to replace Emmanuel Forbes and the six pick sixes in his career. Um, a lot of young guys on the back end. Sean Preston, the safety, is probably going to be called upon with Richardson to really elevate that that secondary. Uh, Isaiah Spurge, uh, we got to see him quite a bit uh, a season ago as well. Uh, but I, I think there's 
you know, just with the one returning starter on the back end in Richardson, that's going to be a, a group that could potentially get exploited there in SEC play. And then finally, we have the Vanderbilt Commodores. You know, unfortunately, this is a team that's kind of bringing up the the rear in the SEC. Clark Lee. Um, you know, I, I think there are some some bright spots with, with Vanderbilt. Um, and I think there's some, some things to really build upon from a season ago. Look, they're five and seven. Um, but uh, look, you know, they, they battled Missouri. They only lost by, by three, only lost by 11 to, to South Carolina. Um, this is just unfortunately a team that's just overmatched in the SEC. They've got a really nice receiver in Will Shepard, 6'3", 195 pounds. He's going to be the guy that is, is really, um, I, I think, has day two qualities you know he has uh you know exceptional catch radius a guy who's very smooth excellent route runner tremendous hands i think he's definitely an all sec caliber wide receiver um season to go 60 receptions 776 yards nine touchdowns he is going to have aj swan throwing the football to him again um but uh you know a lot of young guys on the offense you know i think that's really something that stands out for sure um, when you look at that group uh, defensively they return four starters and it's really on the back end of that defense um so that's that's really the biggest concern you know is just all the youth and i, I think with with clark lee that defense is going to have to really shut down some of the big plays the fact that they've got veteran leadership on the back end of that defense Jalen Mahoney to Ricky Wright uh, Wright had three uh, interceptions a season ago CJ Taylor the anchor um, had 59 tackles last year so that's really going to be the the group you know, CJ Taylor kind of an undersized linebacker 6'1 201 really he's a another safety but the Ricky Wright is the guy to really watch out for he's 6'4 220 pounds like I said uh, had three interceptions a season ago I think he's a guy that can make some noise on the back end of the defense could end up being a draftable prospect when it's all said and done as well so that is the SEC kind of breaking things down taking a look at not only all of the prospects, but also kind of what I think is going to to happen in the SEC, how things are going to play out, who's going to be standing tall at the top. Um, I, I think Georgia and Alabama, there are some vulnerabilities there. I think there's some question marks, you know, some really spectacular quarterback play from Jaden Daniels, Spencer Rattler, KJ Jefferson, and, and I think we can have some some upsets brewing there in the SEC. Um, you know, Joe Milton there at Tennessee, another guy that uh, could have things going. Kentucky, I think, could be up and coming. Missouri could surprise some teams uh, as well. And then, you know, with Lane Kiffin, you never know what, uh, what Kiffin's going to have cooking there in Oxford. So when we talk about the games to watch out for, I think September 3rd, LSU, Florida State. We know what happened last year. Florida State won uh, by one um, Jaden Daniels potentially getting his revenge. He'll get to go up against uh, Jordan Travis, that, that head-to-head matchup at the quarterback position. Uh, and can LSU stop uh, Jared Verse? That's going to be a huge question mark there. I think with, with LSU, uh, the, the passing attack, I really want to see Fentrell Cypress take on Malik Neighbors. That's going to be a fun matchup as well. You get to Texas and Alabama. We know what happened with, with Texas. Nearly beating Bama a season ago. The quarterback position, look, there is no Bryce, Bryce Young. I think there's a chance that, that Alabama could be vulnerable in that game. Getting Texas early on, who's going to be the starting quarterback? If it's Quinn Ewers, I think because he's going to be a healthy quarterback, I think we're going to see the best out of him. Um, 
you know, I, I think defensively they've got some playmakers there on the back end um, for for the Longhorns as well. But uh, you know, Bama, you know, really the big thing is going to be can you put pressure on the quarterback? Are we going to see Dallas Turner elevate his game? Are we also going to see Chris Braswell do some things? You know, I, I think you know Kool Aid McKinstry is going to shut down one side, whether that's Xavier Worthy or A.D. Mitchell. You know, you're really going to have to then see uh, you know, Jatavian Sanders there for Texas kind of step up. He'll be going up against some of those unproven linebackers. Uh, LSU gets to play Ole Miss. I think that'll be fun. Brian Kelly going up against Lane Kiffin. Um, again, I think this is a game that uh, you know, Jaden Daniels, if he wants to elevate his draft stock, another big win there against Ole Miss early on, especially if they can beat Florida State and then end September with a the win there against Ole Miss. I think then LSU is really going to be riding high from that game. Um, A&M taking on Arkansas. Um, I think Arkansas, you know, this is going to be a game that, you know, K.J. Jefferson can really start elevating his stock, can really start talking about him as a as a proven quarterback. Um, what can he do? Can they really shut things down there with Jimbo Fisher and company? Um, Tennessee and Alabama on October 21st. You know, this could be a coming out party for Joe Milton, um, potentially taking down Alabama Tennessee takes him down for the second year in a row. Um, I think that'll be interesting. Um, again, you know how I feel with Alabama. I think there's some question marks there. There's some holes. Can Tennessee put pressure on the quarterback? That's going to be a huge question mark. I think Aaron Beasley's going to have to have a big game there. Um, LSU takes on Alabama on November 4th. I think if, if Alabama doesn't get knocked off uh, by Texas or Tennessee, this could be the game. Again, Jaden Daniels. We keep talking about him, but that's going to be the guy. You know, what's going to happen there? And then Mason Smith. We haven't talked about him yet, but Mason Smith could really be the guy that pushes the pocket. We saw what Jalen Carter meant for Georgia. Can Mason Smith make that same impact and stamp his ticket not only in the first round of the draft, but in the top 10. Obviously, you know, you've got the Egg Bowl with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Will Rogers. You know, really, they, that's a team that could be riding high offensively. I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, AM taking on LSU. Uh, and, and I didn't talk about it with, with AM. Uh, they also take on Alabama on November 7th. Uh, the big thing is going to be can, can Connor Wigman you know, spread that football around? They've got the receiving talent. That's going to be fun to watch. I think that Bama game, first and foremost, on November 7th, you're going to see Kool Aid McKinstry go up against Evan Stewart. He's going to get to go up against uh, Moose Muhammad, Aeneas Smith. Those are three receivers that are legit NFL prospects. If Kool-Aid McKinstry can shut those guys down, that's going to be huge. Then you move on to you know that LSU game there on November 25th. LSU could be making a play for the West Division title at that point, so that's going to be a huge game. And then obviously you've also got uh, the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Hugh Freeze going up against Nick Saban, um, you know Peyton Thorne. Uh, in that offense, I think that's going to be interesting. Dark West Hunter, what can they do with that ground game? I think that's going to be interesting to see. I think Bama ends up uh, coming away with the victory, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. Um, so that's kind of my breakdown there with the SEC. Some of the games to watch, some of the matchups to watch, and then obviously all of the draft-eligible prospects to watch as well. So... Next time, we'll be talking about the Big Ten. No, we won't be talking about USC and UCLA. We'll save them for the Pac-12, their final year in the disintegrated Pac-12. But there are a lot of teams in Big Ten playing to talk about, and that's who we'll talk about next. If the SEC is the number one conference going into the season, then big the Big Ten is a close second. And so 
obviously that's what we're going to be talking about next. So uh, until next time, everyone, for ReadyForTheDraft.com, this has been the Ready For The Draft podcast. I've been your host, Greg Schutz. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Until next time, I'm